statements made on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products mentioned on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Information given by the host or co-host are the opinions of the speakers and are not intended as medical advice. Information on this show is not a substitute for medical advice and is strictly for educational purposes. Please seek the advice of your primary physician before starting anything new or following educational advice or opinions. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. It's time to find out about your health and get your medical questions answered. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Some of the topics we'll be discussing today include why America is facing a health care disaster, what the root causes are of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic paradigm, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness. And how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness and live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. DeVette. And good afternoon, everyone. This is uh, Dr. Peter DeVette on Dr. Peter DeVette Live. And Vanessa, you're in the studio with me. Broadcasting all the way from beautiful East Texas, uh, the beautiful Piney Woods, uh, Rose Country. And, yes. Uh, and so happy <clears throat> to be with you. Vanessa, thank you for <clears throat> joining me live in the studio today. You're welcome. You're uh, Vanessa welcome. Vanessa <laughs> is uh, all the way down here from Massachusetts, gracing us with her <clears throat> wonderful presence. As, uh, yeah, she continues to make her contribution here to our mission at uh, QHI Wellness. So, you know, we're very grateful to you. Well, thank you. It's it's my pleasure. It's my privilege um, to be still a part of this and the wonderful mission that we have in trying to provide the best of alternative health care with the essentials of conventional for a healthier you. That's right. So, and Vanessa, we, we talked last week about Ebola, and yes. then we got a, 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 a bunch of uh, responses from people, you know, and, and lots of questions about, about it. So we decided to do a, a second show today. <clears throat> the show is titled Ebola Code Red. No cure, but you do have options. That's the title of today's show. So mm-hmm. uh, I've also been asked to, to comment or to talk about you know the the potential for Ebola to be used as a bioterroristic threat. You know, is there the potential? You know, so again, uh, of course, uh, people are are getting nervous about Ebola, but now you know there's the additional element of what is happening in the Middle East and you know to the threats that are being made on a daily basis by right. uh, you know groups like. Uh, ISIS, ISIS, mm-hmm. IL, or mm-hmm. whatever you call them, mm-hmm. and uh, and other players that would want to do us harm here in the U.S. and uh, other countries. So yes. that's that's also come up. So so we will touch on, you know, not just on Ebola as a potential mm-hmm. bioterrorism mm-hmm. threat, but also other biological agents. You know, well, it's certainly a time for us to. Uh, heighten our awareness again 
and yet not go into fear and panic mode. It is a time to act responsibly, proactively, uh, and make sure you have, you know, good information and, uh, and act accordingly. Yeah, so, you know, much, much more powerful than, than fear, just getting scared and right. running for the hills is, right. is getting proactive, is, is understanding that, uh, you know, all these things are potential threats to our human existence and to health mm -hmm. and well-being. Mm -hmm. But uh, even Ebola, as bad as it is, as horrific a disease as it's uh, been made out to be, and it is uh, pretty, you know, horrific, I would say. But, you know, there's there's 30% uh, of people that survive it. Even in the deepest, darkest Africa, you know, where you have very primitive conditions, uh, you know, a, no no proper sewage systems and, mm -hmm. and um, uh, public house health uh, facilities are, you know, terribly... Um, primitive as well. You have, uh, you, know, you know, so so the public health systems uh, cannot, you know, do what needs to be done, you know, to contain this uh, this epidemic. But even in those areas, you know, you have a thirty percent survival rate. And I think one one of the, you know, uh, I, I I wouldn't call it a positive, but one of the things that I think we are going to see as you know, this is affecting the U.S. more and our population is that, you know, survival rates are actually going to go up sharply in this con country compared to um, that, you know, the survival rates in Africa. And we'll talk about why that might happen and how to, to uh, you know, to ensure that it happens, you know, for the rest of us that are out here kind of wondering Mm -hmm. And thinking what what is what's what is fixing to happen? Right. You know, um, there is mass hysteria mm -hmm. about Ebola right now. There's you know tremendous um, you know focus from the 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 conventional media on this epidemic. From you know, I mean, every television station, every radio station, everywhere you turn, right. every newspaper, you know, everybody is you know, is in a panic mode, you know, because of what, what uh, you know, about this Ebola thing. And if you think about it, Vanessa, it's only, you know, it's killed one person in this country. Mm -hmm. And there are two more people that got sick so far from that one person. I haven't listened to the news in the last <clears throat> few hours. So I don't know if uh, anything has changed. So, mm -hmm. and yet, you know, it is a major concern, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, we have been... Um, you know, left confused, and we have been left with, uh, you know, a dearth of information on this, you know, scarcity of information on, you know, exactly how this organism is spread and how infectious it is, and so many contradictions. I mean, it's just... Right, you know, right. It's, uh, you know, on the one hand, they're telling us, oh, it's, it's very, very hard to catch, but then the plane that flew this one nurse to Ohio or back from Ohio to Dallas mm -hmm. that you know that that plane has now been scrubbed four times right I mean they have they've right. even emptied out the seats mm -hmm. they have 
you know, sterilized that plane mm -hmm. with bleach back to front mm -hmm. and replaced the seats in it and the seat belts and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so when they then turn around and say, oh, it's hard to catch, that just, you know. I know. Very, <laughs> very know, contradictory. Yeah. You, you know, there's, there's something right. really, really strange about our politicians and even our medical mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. for the way they underplay things. And, and it turns out that these two nurses that caught it in Dallas, you know, they did take precautions, but obviously not sufficient right. precautions. So, mm -hmm. so they, they caught it. And, and we know that in Africa, you know, this, is, this disease is called the nurse killer because mm -hmm. the nurses that are They're taking care forefront. of, of mm -hmm. these patients in Africa mm -hmm. are dying by the scores as well. So, right. so it, is, uh, it is frightening to be around. It is frightening to, to consider the possibility that people might be flying into this country from outside mm -hmm. of the U.S. Um, on planes. You know, there's, uh, there's been a huge uproar now, I think, in a lot of quarters about the fact that we have not restricted travel from... Uh, the three countries in Africa where this uh, disease has become endemic uh, to the U.S., you know, or at least indirectly through Europe to the U.S., because I, I guess we don't have any direct fr flights from these countries to, <coughs> to, no. to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons being given why we shouldn't be banning travel from these countries. But I think I've still yet to hear a reason that makes any sense whatsoever you know right. uh right. even the countries around those three countries in africa have closed their borders so so if you live in nigeria uh you cannot go to liberia right now you know mm -hmm. if you live in ivory coast right next door to those countries to the south you cannot go north to those countries or come south from those those countries so right. so if they're you know thinking you know that that travel needs to be massively restricted. Why the heck are we still saying no problem? Mm -hmm. If you're from those countries, mm -hmm. you can fly in here. And no matter what they say about scanning people at the airports, scanning people, you know, entry points in, in the U.S., uh, it's not going to be, you know, it still doesn't make any sense because, you know, unless somebody has a fever getting on the plane or getting off the plane, you're going to miss them. Right. You're going to miss, the, you know, those signs. So because there's a 21-day incubation period potentially, mm -hmm. you know, they may, not have, they may not have a fever getting on the plane and they may not have a fever coming off the plane. Mm -hmm. But eventually, you know, they, they're going right. to, um, they can get sick. And, you know, and the, yes, and they're saying they're going to attract these people. So if they do come from those mm -hmm. countries, mm -hmm. even if they're not sick, they're going to attract them every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Well, we cannot even track... You know, the people in this country, we, we don't even know who's coming across our borders right. uh, anymore at this point, you know, especially the southern, southern border. Yes. And so, uh, and people that come through our airports mm -hmm. are st overstaying their visas every day. Right. So, you know, it is just, you There's know. There's no control. I, I think that the pressure is going to mount to the mm -hmm. point very, very shortly where mm -hmm. it is just going to be impossible for our government, for our U.S. Government to, to continue this this farce of 
policies that makes make no sense. So. Right. Well, just a reminder to our listeners, you know, we, we did discuss this um, subject Ebola last week. So if you, you know, go back and listen to that show, if you have not already listened to it as well. And I very, very strongly encourage you now is definitely the time for you to get a copy of Dr. DeVette's book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, because there is a huge amount of information in that book as a wellness guidebook to help get you that base foundation to address things like your nutrition, your hydration, etc., cetera, uh, and getting down to this. And you can find that on shopqhi.com. And if you're interested, give us a call at 903-939-2069, and we'll be happy to schedule a uh, life coaching session with you as well with Dr. DeVette. We'll be right back. Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business in Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, we are talking about Ebola. 
uh, Code Red, no cure, but you do have options. So on this show, we're also covering uh, not just the Ebola threat right now, and what I think, uh, you know, what we think needs to be done immediately, uh, but we're also going to be touching on potential for bioterrorism with Ebola, you know, how that compares to other biological agents um, that could be used by, you know, by those that might want to harm us. Um, so, but I, I just want to make make the point. I, I feel it's very, very strongly. I think uh, more and more people agree that, you know, there should be a travel ban into this country. We, uh, you know, we should have a uh, Ebola czar, you know, somebody that is completely 100% dedicated, that has, you know, the managerial skills, you know, to deal with the crisis and to pull together all of the pieces necessary. You know, uh, people should go to uh, places in this country where they are dedicated to taking care of people uh, safely with Ebola. You know, right now there's four centers. They may have to create more very, very quickly, you know, if we have any more cases. Uh, but, you know, uh, if if we look at the potential for, you know, just what, what, with what has happened in Dallas and, and the person that traveled, the nurse that traveled from Dallas to Ohio and back, you know, just those uh, cases alone, um, you know, tell us the potential year is for a catastrophic, you know, event if, if we don't get this this turned around, you know. So, um, you know, the problem with Ebola is that during the incubation period, you have no clue that somebody's been infected, <clears throat> you know. And, yes, they're not infectious during the incubation period, but the moment they start showing symptoms, then, you know, they become infectious right away. So if they start spiking a, even a low-grade fever, if they, you know, start uh, getting more, you know, sweating more, you know, uh, you know they, they may even uh, sneeze sneeze and and um, or cough, you know, that can spread the virus. And then, you know, you can also have, um, you know, of course, you know, through the bodily, other bodily fluids, you know, even semen, you know. So if somebody has uh, Ebola in the earlier phases, it can appear in the semen and it stays in the semen for up to three months afterwards. So even if somebody gets over Ebola, there are restrictions on what they should and shouldn't do for months after. And that's the other thing, Vanessa, of people that do survive this illness, the, the, the 30% that survive, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't mean they're in the clear. This disease tends to leave a lot of damage behind, you know, so damage to, uh, to hearing, damage to, uh, you know, <clears throat> organ functions like kidney functions, <clears throat> oftentimes brain functions. Um, you know, can cause uh, problems with extremities, you know, circulation to extremities. You know, one of the reasons why people start bleeding when they have Ebola is because there's uh, disseminated clotting inside the blood vessels. And so <clears throat> that leads to, you know, potential shutdown of key organ systems <clears throat> that, you know, can also <clears throat> be, you know, <clears throat> a, a major problem. So. So I, I would also just very quickly say that the best protection that you have right now, number one, is to is to strengthen up and work on having the healthiest immune system that you can possibly have. It's not just against Ebola. It is against a lot of other 
uh, organisms. You know, if you look at flu, <coughs> you know, flu kills a lot more people uh, per year than Ebola can even touch. I mean, even with the epidemic in Africa right now, <coughs> it is not even a, a fraction of the death toll that we see with flu every year. And we're heading into flu season right now. And, uh, you know, so, of course, everybody's getting their flu shots. And, um, you know, on this show, at least in my practice, I'm not a, a big proponent of vaccinations uh, because I feel that vaccinations often have unintended effects. And unfortunately, we don't even have the right to know what the, those unintended effects are anymore. <clears throat> and we do not have a right to, uh, you know, f address those uh, injuries when they occur. As a matter of fact, the system is pretty much completely shut down <clears throat> the ability, even if someone dies from an immunization, as a direct result to get uh, any attention paid to it. Uh, you know, so I, uh, I'm tremendously, I'm in two minds about mm -hmm. the Ebola vaccine that they're now working on. You know, and sometimes with a, a severe epidemic like Ebola <clears throat> in a place like Africa, probably not a bad idea to vaccinate. You know, as much as I have concern about vaccinations, right. there are times <clears throat> when for public health reasons, you know, you might want to <clears throat> kick that in. The idea of vaccinating everybody in this country, well, that, that's something else. <clears throat> and I'll have to, you know, see what I think about that when we get to that right. point where a vaccine is even available. That's going to be about, uh, you know, it could be a year down the line. It could be multiple wow. years. You know, they're put, trying to put it on the fast track, and they're already starting to test people mm -hmm. uh, with Ebola vaccines. A Canadian company that uh, that just came up mm -hmm. with a vaccination <clears throat> that might work, and it's already gone into clinical uh, testing to to see if it harms people. So that's just phase one <clears throat> study. So the phase two to see if it's really effective. That uh, that's that's not even year yet so they're not not even uh doing those as yet so so we'll we'll, we'll just have to see well and oftentimes we don't even <clears throat> things that are available nowadays uh and have been for some time you don't even know what the long-term side effects are until it's all too late uh so it it is a double-edged sword when you're talking about trying to control and and you know, keep the safety of the public in play, but then what are we going to be dealing with later, you know, as a result of the vaccine? And, and again, you know, some of it, some of what the options that we have are are severely limited because of the uh, the lack of honesty in our health care system and our political system, you know, and the lack of interest in those things that are truly effective but that cannot be patented and that you know, and cannot be owned by anybody, you know. So, for instance, when we talk about high-dose vitamin C therapy, you know, there there's a, a very interesting case of, uh, a, you know, a person that survived Lassa fever. Lassa fever is very similar to Ebola. It's, a, you know, it's also uh, a virus uh, that causes hemorrhaging, uh, causes disseminated clotting inside the blood vessels, and... Uh, so it, for all intents and purposes, look, uh, look just like, looks just like Ebola. And there was one nurse that survived Lassa in 
in Africa when there was an epidemic that went around that, you know, you know so it has a very, very high mortality rate too. And what was, the only thing that was unique about her is that she started taking vitamin C on her own, just oral vitamin C. And uh, not only did she, you know, uh, survive the disease, but she, she healed completely. And, uh, you know, so it was not part of the protocol. She decided to do that on her own. So I know that's just one one case, and I have not read of any other cases with Ebola. But if you look at the symptoms of Ebola, you know, there's there's remarkable similarities between what happens with Ebola to the blood vessels and what happens to, uh, you know, with, with scurvy, so vitamin C deficiency. So, you know, it also makes, uh, gives us a, a little bit of an explanation why it seems like the survival rates are likely to be higher, you know, for people here in the U.S. than they are, are currently in Africa. <clears throat> because, you know, in Africa there's a lot of nutrient deficiencies, a lot of vitamin C deficiency. And when you're in a good hospital here in the States, uh, you know, you are getting, you know, some vitamin C, you're getting IV nutrients, and that includes vitamin C, you know, especially when you're very sick. So, so even if there's not an intended <clears throat> treatment specifically for Ebola, uh, you know, people are getting the benefit of those nutrients, you know, as well. So, so it's just, uh, you know, important to, to understand that, you know, in, in uh, all the, the information that we have on vitamin C, high-dose vitamin C is literally uh, fatal, you know, against any virus that it's been, you know, looked at before. You know, so there's lots and lots of people that have had viral infections. And when, when you look at high-dose vitamin C, IV, uh, you know, it seems to be universally effective against viruses, not necessarily clinically, but in the Petri dish, you know, in uh, what we call in, in vivo studies, maybe not uh, in vitro yet because we haven't done those studies. Mm -hmm. So... So whether you're talking about Epstein-Barr, you're talking about herpes 1, 2, 6, you're talking about, you know, um, the HIV virus and so forth, you know, there's very, very strong evidence that very high dose of vitamin C is lethal because high dose vitamin C is actually a very, very interesting thing in what it does in the cells. It creates hydrogen peroxide on the cellular level, and that's exactly how our white blood cells kill Organisms, you know, they surround and encase the the virus, and then uh, they produce, um, you know, hydrogen peroxide inside the cell, which kills the organism, and then the the particles that are left behind get reincorporated into the cell, and you know, the white blood cells actually feed off the carcasses of those viruses, bacteria, whatever. So. That, that's what we're basically doing. And there's also strong evidence that oxygen therapies do the very same thing. So intravenous <coughs> hydrogen peroxide therapy was, you know, <coughs> again, something that has not been studied. So we cannot claim that <coughs> as something that's been studied in uh, double by placebo-controlled studies. Mm -hmm. But there mm -hmm. you know, very fascinating information that from around the 1918 uh, flu epidemic where it was shown that people that received intravenous infusions of hydrogen peroxide had a massively increased survival rate compared to people that that had just 
you know, been, and being uh, given standard care. So we're going to mm-hmm. go to another break real quickly. Mm-hmm. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about uh, bioterrorism. So I promise we will get on that discussion right after this break. Again, if you want to call us, 903-939-2069. That is QHI Wellness, 903-939-2069. We're going to talk more about what else you can do to keep your immune system strong and to kill viruses. Be right back. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Boost your life force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals. This product is a superb combination of all natural super green foods, berries and herbs that contain the entire spectrum of vitamins and minerals and much, much more. Packed with chlorophyll, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, plant-based antioxidants, fiber, and a powerhouse of therapeutic herbal components, Life Force Naturals may also help you detox by optimizing liver, kidney, and gut function, giving you antioxidant protection, help reduce inflammation, help your immune system, your resistance against cancer, and your protection against heart disease. Life Force Naturals also has antifungal, antibacterial, and antiviral properties. Life Force Naturals, a cut above any commercially available multi-nutrient combination. To order your bottle of Life Force Naturals, call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735 or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Help your body get rid of disease-causing inflammation today with Flamaway. Presented to you by DeVette Wellness. Flamaway is made up of a superb combination of inflammation-fighting herbs, including turmeric, ginger, boswellia, resveratrol, and bromelain. Inflammation is the mechanism by which most pain in the body springs forth, and it's a central component of most disease creation in the human body. Flamaway reduces inflammation and often pain, and contributes to better heart and blood vessel health and immune system function. Also, great for many with arthritis, headaches, and back pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of Flam Away today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online at shophealthybody.com. Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, we are doing a show today on Ebola. Code Red. Um, again, the uh, subtitle is No Cure, but you do have options. So uh, very quickly, on, on the antivirals, just uh, wanted to complete my thoughts on that. <clears throat> so, so what we uh, use for viral infections, you know, in the naturopathic field, intra, you know, integrative medicine around <clears throat> the world, includes high-dose vitamin C intravenous infusions or high-dose oral um, <clears throat> dosing, you know, that would be tolerated by mouth. Unfortunately, you cannot do nearly as much vitamin C by mouth as you can intravenously. So, uh, for instance, by mouth, you can probably take a couple of thousand milligrams. We have a, a form called Vitality C, Vitality C, which has got D-ribose in it, uh, which helps to make the, the vitamin C even more active at a cellular level. But that is 
you know, normally about 2,000 milligrams per teaspoon, so you do one teaspoon up to three times a day. You can go even higher than that, um, up to one teaspoon every three hours if your gut will tolerate it. But if it gives you diarrhea, then you want to slow down and reduce that. And that is if you are exposed to a virus, you think that you might have been exposed to a virus, whatever it is. Um, and you also can do oxygen therapy. So in uh, countries like uh, Cuba, for example, where they have no money and very poor, impoverished healthcare system, they actually get very, very, very good results uh, statistically with their treatments of infections and other things with the use of uh, oxygen therapies, hydrogen peroxide, intravenous infusion, and ozone, um, IV infusions. Ozone is O3. That's basically an oxygen that is <coughs> hyper-reactive with, with tissues and is lethal to <coughs> viruses but does not harm normal tissues except the lungs, if you breathe ozone directly into your lungs, it will hurt your lungs. If, but if you take uh, it in forms like erectile, or you, if you take it in, uh, you know, intravenously, um, so forth, you don't see the harm. Uh, and one form, one way that ozone is used is mixed with blood and then infused. Uh, the blood is withdrawn out from out, out of the body, mixed with ozone, and then injected back in. Um, it makes for bright, bright red blood uh, when you infuse it back in. Um, and then sometimes it's combined with with uh, uh, ultraviolet light therapy. So there's actually a, a form of therapy where ultraviolet light is combined with ozone, you know, and, um, and then <clears throat> infused that way. Also, very, very powerful antiviral that I like for any kind of viral Infections is uh, is called uh, it's called um, uh, Takuna, T A K U N A, <coughs> Takuna, and uh, dosage strength about thirty drops, three times a day is what I use. If somebody's been exposed to a virus, or I think they have been, or if they're trying to treat a uh, infection that is viral in nature, it, it's a dual action remedy both herbal and homeopathic. So, you know, it gives a very, very strong traction against viruses. Also, NSC beta-glucan. Beta NSC beta-glucan is micronized beta-glucan. It's a very, very powerful form of beta-glucan that is absorbed very, very well because it's micronized. Uh, unfortunately, beta-glucan is normally not well absorbed, so this particular remedy is great for boosting immune function, so keeping the immune system as strong as possible. Um, so I really like that. It comes in two strengths, 24 milligrams and 100 milligrams. And if I'm just trying to keep somebody healthy or keep myself healthy, healthy I might take one or two twice a day. And if I'm treating somebody that I know has had a potential exposure, I might you know, to go to the 100 strength and do... One to two twice a day. Right. And then argentin. Argentin is nano silver. It is micronized silver. So when you look at it under a microscope, there's no flakes. It is uh, extremely homogeneous fluid. Uh, it, the, 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 the colloidal silver has been micronized to the point where it does not stick to the body. It goes right through you uh, 
through your bloodstream, through the cells, and it does not create the danger of silver toxicity. So you cannot have blue man syndrome, you know, where the skin turns blue, for example, with it. But Argentin, in some quarters, is even given intravenously a very, very slow drip and uh, infused. Sometimes an infusion can take as long as eight hours. So it's a little bit on the painful side to get, to have to sit there for that long to get an infusion. But somebody is very sick with a a viral infection, that is certainly something, if I were sick like that, would consider doing, but it works orally as well. So it just has to be dosed a little bit more frequently if somebody is already ill. And if somebody has, you know, a risk of exposure, then they can take it prophylactically one teaspoon two or three times a day. So those are strategies that I use. So, Vanessa, <clears throat> the, the whole bioterrorism thing, can Ebola be used as a bio weapon? You know, so with our concerns about, you know, terrorism, you know, that, that comes up. Is that something that worries you? Well, I've known for many, many years, uh, simply from dad and my brother both having been in the military, that there are you know, greater degrees of bioterroristic threats than the general public is aware of. Does it concern me? Yes, to a degree. Um, I think it's something that is obviously easily accessible. Um, knowing the <clears throat> knowing the mentality of certain um, factions in the world and their belief that, you know, dying for and taking out as many as you can with you is, is the ultimate glory. Uh, they would, you know, whether it's through a bomb or through Ebola, they would not hesitate to incorporate this if they thought that that would work into their master plan. Yeah. So, so, you know, and a lot of people are, Concerned, you know, they're concerned about people strapping bombs onto them. But it's sometimes they have even more fear of somebody, you know, exposing them to horrific illnesses like like Ebola. So, what we do need to understand about Ebola, though, is it is probably a pretty unwieldy type of weapon that would have to be created. Because number one, you have to keep the secretions that have Ebola in them moist, um, you know, in order for them to stay infectious. So I guess you would have to <laughs> create a, a weapon, you know, with uh, someone's <clears throat> diarrhea or some, you know, with another uh, vehicle <clears throat> where the, the Ebola organism is reproduced in large numbers. And then it's, uh, it's not a virus that does well when it dries out. Now, it can survive on a dry surface for up to three hours. So if somebody has Ebola and they're sweating profusely and they touch a doorknob, you know, and you touch that doorknob or that computer uh, terminal, you can get the organism in your body from that exposure. Doc, there's been some questions. But, Chris, you know, all through the years we've known that different infectious diseases have at times evolved. And maybe where it had to be bodily contact before, then it became airborne possible. Is Ebola even possible to be 
airborne? Well, <clears throat> there's some people, some people that are worried that it could transmute uh, 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 or it can, um, uh, there can be a transmutation into a form <clears throat> where it can be spread by air. The reality is, even now, we know that it can be at short distances. So, for instance, when they say you have to have immediate contact <clears throat> or close contact with somebody, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to touch you. That means that you can be as close as three feet from them, you know, and they can transmit it to you if they cough in your direction, for example, if they're very sick, you know, or, um, you know, if they sneeze on you, uh, for example. So, so that is, you know, certainly a concern, and that's one of the reasons why you see w what is happening with that plane, for example, that uh, that frontier plane that transported that nurse from Dallas to uh, or Ohio <coughs> to to Dallas, and right. and, um, and that you know that that plane has been scrubbed four times, seats replaced, you know, and uh, you know. Seat belts replaced and all that, so it it shows you what the concern is about secretions, you know, and their infectious nature. I mean, the amount of uh, for one victim of Ebola, you know, the amount of cleaning that has to be done right. through their care, mm -hmm. you know, is absolutely amazing. The number mm -hmm. of gallons of water, the number of gallons of of um, you know of uh, <clears throat> you know of bleach. Mm -hmm. For example, I mean, it's gallons and gallons and gallons of bleach, you know, just to uh, bleach everything off that needs to be bleached off, you know, in their living areas, in the, you know, the the people around them, you know, the the wards, you know, the the rooms that they stay in in the hospital and stuff like that. So, so it's it's just uh, you know, there, there's a great deal of of uh, you know that goes into you know keeping the people around. A sick patient safe mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. The amount of you know gowning and uh, gloving and you know cover-ups, right. uh, coverings, um, you know is immense. And in the the Ebola wards around the country where they keep these patients, they also have negative air pressure rooms where <coughs> air actually uh, goes, you know, <coughs> come can come into the room but not escape out. Mm -hmm. So <coughs> so they have a central vacuum that literally pulls yes. the air out so that it goes up into the atmosphere mm -hmm. um, when it escapes. So we're going to go to another break. Again, when we come back, we're going to talk some more about uh, bioterroristic threats and also about stress factors. In, and you can also go to our website, by the way, to see more information on us, qhiwellness.com. qhiwellness.com is our website. And uh, you can uh, find the supplements that I talked about on shopqhi.com, shopqhi.com, and we'll review uh, my recommendations for keeping a strong immune system going right after this break. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. 
There's nothing that says you should settle for anything less than strong, healthy joints. The Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula contains powerful nutrients like glucosamine, which is scientifically proven to help joints heal. A powerhouse of additional herbs and nutrients including MSN, Boswellia, ginger root, horsetail extract, and hyaluronic acid that makes this a phenomenal combination in helping support joint health. Help your body rebuild cartilage, reduce joint swelling, stiffness, inflammation, and pain today with the Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula. Get your supply of comprehensive joint formula today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735 or go online to shophealthybody.com. Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms? Sluggish or missing gallbladder? gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out DeVet Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for step one, then do step two first. Step two is a product called Glutagenics, which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to recap for you very quickly the different supplements that Dr. DeVette has talked about today are available on our website at shopqhi.com. Those include the Vitality C powder, that's your oral dosing for the vitamin C, Takuna, which is your homeopathic and herbal combination, beta-glucan, NSC-24, you can even get the 100 dose. Um, and those are some things that you can start using immediately to just help boost your system. And if you fear you've been exposed, then, you know, certainly the Argentan colloidal silver would be a very powerful asset. We also have Invaders Defense Pro uh, to help um, as well. Yeah, so Invaders Defense Pro is a combination of uh, oregano extract, green olive leaf extract, um, elderberry, larix, which is an antiviral, and uh, garlic. So that is, I think there's a couple of other things in there, but it's a very, very powerful uh, antimicrobial immune booster combo that comes in little caplets that I also like, you know, especially if we're not sure what somebody is infected with when they come in with signs of infections, uh, you know, from a, again, from a naturopathic perspective, you know, in, in doing natural protocols, you know, and, and again, I want to make make it very, very clear on this program that there is no cure that we know of right now for Ebola. The closest we've come is the antibodies that uh, that have been grown in tobacco plants, kind of uh, been, uh, you know, through genetic engineering, where 
they uh, they're creating antibodies, but unfortunately, the dosage, the, the amount of uh, of uh, available uh, extracted antibodies is so low that they've only been able to, to treat two people. The, the original two, mm-hmm. they were flown back from Africa. You know, the two missionaries, right. uh, the nurse and the and the male doctor. Uh, they were treated with that, and of course, they made great recovery. So, it sounds like it may really have some promise, but it's going to be uh, a long, long time before they can make enough of that to be viable. And it's going to be horrifically expensive <clears throat> to do, too. Um, you know, so so it's it's maybe not a solution for uh, this epidemic if it spreads any further. And of course, we know that it is growing by leaps and bounds in Africa. Um, so we were talking about before the break about. Ebola as a bioterroristic threat. What mm-hmm. I was going to say, just to finish the point, it is a very, very difficult virus you know, to, con- you know, to conceive of as a biological weapon. But, you know, in the idea, some people are saying, well, you know, what if somebody just made themselves sick with Ebola and then flew in here or somehow got into the country and then just went all over to, to uh, you know, to uh, shed virus, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I can understand that as a possibility, but you know, even for somebody that's deprived, depraved, and completely wacko, it would be you know an extraordinary thing when you're you know dying from a disease to want to go around and you know and do that. Um, I think you know in the terroristic mindset, you know there there's probably other ways that they would want to hurt people that. Uh, would be more attractive to them. I, I just, you know, cannot speak for, you know, <clears throat> for that kind of mindset anyhow. So uh, it may know no bounds in terms of its depravity. <clears throat> but uh, but I would say, you know, there are other biological ag- agents like anthrax that are, you know, certainly much more viable. And, you know, a few years back, <clears throat> right after two, two, uh, uh, 9-11, we had a big scare, um, you know, where you know anthrax was released in the mail, and you know some people got sick. Um, so, and as we saw with that episode, you know it it certainly can create havoc, mass hysteria. But uh, as it turned out, it didn't really hurt that many people. Uh, it did paralyze our uh, postal services there for you know for quite a bit, especially in the cities where those letters were mail- mailed to and, and from. So, uh, <clears throat> but. Well, that right there brings up the point that you you hit on way earlier about the stress factors is that oftentimes when these type of events are happening, it's not just about the immediate. Even 911, as horrific as that is, that was not the total crippling effect of what took place. It caused us, uh, you know, damage in so many other areas. you know, fortunately, it didn't accomplish all that they intended for it to. But when you're looking at the Ebola now, we're already looking at, at you know, impact to our healthcare system in the individual facilities as well as, you know, through the insurance system and, and those who, you know, might not be able to receive treatment and, uh, you know, or even support, you know, during that time. So it, it has a <clears throat> a greater impact than just you know, the immediate thing we see. And the effects on, you know, uh, the indirect consequences, as you said, you know, on, on, on systems, you know, uh, uh, the mindset in mm-hmm. a country, mm-hmm. you know, the stock market has plummeted 
<clears throat> the last two weeks, some people think in part because of Ebola, you know, because of the sudden, you know, effect that this is having on travel. People are canceling trips. They don't want to fly anymore <clears throat> right now. And that may get worse, a lot worse, very quickly if there's any more cases, you know, that pop up <clears throat> around the country. You know, <clears throat> so it has the potential of paralyzing travel around the world. It has <clears throat> the potential of massive uh, economic impact, you know, as people, you know, start, uh, you know, there's schools that have been closed now <clears throat> in Dallas and in Ohio, you know, where that nurse, you know, where, where the, the infection mm-hmm. uh, has been tracked to, you know, and people have been con- in contact with the virus, um, you know, and maybe out of abundance of uh, precaution. But you know, just imagine if we have, you know, even a handful more cases, you know, it can have a massively paralyzing effect on on everything. So it's very, very important for us not to overreact. But on the other hand, we do want to be smart. And uh, and as I said, the, the most effective thing is to is to be proactive and not reactive. Don't mm-hmm. don't let fear paralyze you. Be massively proactive in building up your system. And um, and we are not holding out any cures. You know, we're not claiming anything that I'm saying on the show today is going to cure Ebola or any other infection. Yeah, we simply cannot make that claim. But I will tell you that uh, if uh, you know, if people want to be smart, they want to learn how to strengthen their immune system. That includes, you know, keeping a healthy mindset. You know, mm-hmm. keeping taking care of themselves, eating as healthy as possible, detoxing, uh, figuring out what the programs are too, because that's the other interesting thing, is everything has a program, including infectious diseases. So when we think of Ebola, you know, we know that it is a disease that uh, it's a a virus that, you know, has an incubation period of two days to 21 days. The average, by the way, is four to nine days. So if if there's an exposure, you're going to see most cases show up within within nine days. So you don't have to wait 21 days to necessarily know whether it's spread, uh, you know, at least to get an idea. So it is also, it creates intravascular co- coagulation or what we, call, what we call DIC. That's what kills people. They start bleeding because of the little tiny blood clots that are formed that uses up all the clotting material in the bloodstream. So... That leads to the bleeding from the eyes that people talk about, and bleeding from um, other orifices. The the conflict that's related to Ebola, the recall healing conflict, has to do with with suffering. So when somebody somebody goes through years of suffering, when you have a country like, or countries like in West Africa where there's been massive suffering, uh, uh, where life is severely, uh, very very hard, where there's been war, famine, exit exoduses and genocide where there's no hope left total despair uh, this uh, the disease program also is linked to that and also family that is dislocated and destroyed uh, you know as you know the dislocation and destruction of fam- family units um, so love and emotions which is connected to blood does not circulate anymore <clears throat> so and life oxygen also, which is, you know, symbolic of oxygen, uh, also does not circulate anymore or does not uh, have a home anymore. So that's why I'm saying in America, you know, if we have a positive mindset and we 
we uh, you know we stay proactive. You know, there's uh, you know the, the fear of the disease though can take can have massive consequences. So when you have overwhelming fear that you're going to get sick, and then if you do get sick, you you may also start suffering from what I call the conflict of the diagnosis, which is you get paralyzed by fear of the disease itself. You know, <clears throat> a great example of a positive attitude is that first nurse that got sick mm-hmm. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, from the sounds of it, she's doing great. You know, she's <clears throat> she's got a fantastic attitude. She's got great family support, even. The she's isolated now. Uh, she's in a great hospital where they're taking care of her, and it sounds like she's doing great. You know, so they had, had her on t- television this morning, smelling and <coughs> smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I don't think it is, you know, as dire as people think. Even if they get get the infection, we, we just need to avoid mass hysteria. And yes, we do need to close our borders, southern borders, borders, because there's a, a you know, a, a real risk mm-hmm. that if we start seeing infections south of the border, Central America, South America, yeah. you know, that you may have a massive stream exodus of people to the U.S. because of our healthcare system here being so much better. So, right. you know, it's, uh, and people, you know, <clears throat> we had 70,000 kids cross our border last you know, just the last few months, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, from Guatemala and, and so forth. So it is real critical for us to, you know, to stay smart. So, uh, well, it's just like you know, we've said earlier, it's just now is the time to be very proactive, be aware, be conscious of what you're doing. Um, you know, certainly the supplements that we have recommended today are, you know, great ways to help boost your immune system. Um, again, those can be found on shopqhi.com. And if you would like to schedule a life coaching session to get more information on how you can take charge of your health, Dr. DeVette is available for those. And you can reach us at 903-939-2069, and we'll be happy to schedule that appointment for you. Just real quickly to recap, the supplements we mentioned include Vitality C and Takuna, NSC24, Invaders Defense Pro, and uh, listen to last week's show because we also talked about Ebola then. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great weekend. Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 